Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, here with my co-host, Brendan. And a special day today, isn't it? That's right. It's not your birthday. No, it's not. It's not May the 3rd. It's not May the 5th. It's May the 4th. And do you want to know why that's special? Yeah, I do want to know why say, that's special. Say, I think you know. You think I know? Yeah. You want me to say it to you? Yeah. May the fourth be with you. And also with you. That is but not yes, how that goes. That is not that goes, <laughs> only in the Catholic Church. Uh, May It's May 4th, and it's widely known as Star Wars Day, in which fans of their favorite show starring Mr. Spock fighting the Cylons all sell it. No, I'm kidding. That's a whole bunch of different things. I think you got that a little, you're a little L- off. A little mixed up, but... In all seriousness, may the fourth, because you know, may the force be with you, is what they say in Star Wars. So, and what's the significant of uh, significance of May fourth? Well, there is no significance except when you say it. It says, "May the fourth be with you." Tongue ties me every time, but still, that's what they call it. It's Star Wars Day. Um, Not too much goes on. I mean, fans on the internet. You know, talk about it, post art. You don't get a share. day off from work? No, you don't get a day off from work for Star Wars Day. It's not a national holiday yet, because you never know. You never know what will happen in the future. That's true. Or a long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. But it's but not in, the future. No, it's not the future. It's really, it's really a long, long time long, ago. long time ago. <laughs> so, but, you know, in this galaxy, okay. at this current time, there are many things that are just like Star Wars, but we don't even realize it. Well, you know what? It's funny because I remember seeing Star Wars as a kid in 1977 at a drive-in movie theater. Right. And one of of the, I guess, most exciting parts of it were the strange characters, the, the robotic characters, the Darth Vader looking. Now, he wasn't a robot. He was actually based off of a, uh, a Japanese samurai really? uh, costume. Yeah. Um, interestingly, George Lucas took a lot of influence from, um, Japanese warriors and things like that. So it's, it's, if you're ever, even if you're not a star Wars fan, I mean, you, you've got to be a fan of pop culture, yeah. right? I mean, everybody kind of is a fan of pop culture. It's really interesting to look back and see what inspired George Lucas and some of the early concept designs for the, the robots. So the robots for me, I, I, as a kid, as an adult, you know, maybe my, my, uh, likes changed a little bit as far as characters go, but as a kid, R two D two and C three PO, they were awesome. I mean, they still kind of are, right? Yeah, I looked it up by the way, and yeah, you're right. By the way, it does look like that. The samurai armor, we can't show you because this is a podcast. Remember? Did, did you think I was wrong? Well, no, but I was interested. I was intrigued. So you you literally went and fact checked me to well, see no, if I, I was I wasn't just doubting that. No, 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 no. You were totally doubting. I me. wasn't doubting you. I was just interested. I wanted to research further. Yeah, well, and it looked real cool. Doubt leads to like, hate. With, like the helmet. Hate leads to the dark side, even though it doesn't fit in. And that's uh, not what he said. But eh, whatever. Yeah, I, I just, I can't believe you did that. Well, go on. What were you saying about droids? Anyway, so <laughs> R2-D2 and C-3PO were awesome. They had a lot of um, uh, appealing things about them. The way that they interacted with each other. The way that they interacted with the humans, right? Like, mm-hmm. arguably... R2-D2 has a different relationship with um, Luke Skywalker in the in the first film. Yeah. Right, episode four. 
um, than C-3PO does, right? It's, they're, they're different, but yet they have interactions with themselves. And then as you go throughout the entire series, you, you get to really develop human-like characteristics. Right. Now, I know, I know for the Star Wars purists, being that it's May the 4th, I'm going to make this swing over, <laughs> and you're going to be mad, but just bear with me. Data, who was an android from Star Trek The Next Generation, right. actually was humanoid. He looked like a human as opposed to R2-D2. And, take it one step further, Battlestar Galactica, the reimagined, the, um, Mike, well, not Michael Moore, um, what was it, what's, what's the director's name? Moore, it's Moore, uh, but I need Moore, I need his first name. <laughs> Um, I you're gonna believe, look that up. No, no, no. Off the top of my head. No, no, not off the top of your head. I believe as your fingers are furiously speeding over the, the keyboard. No, um, I, hold on. It's coming to me. It's not doing my tongue. Er, er, Ronald D. Moore. Okay. The show was developed by Ronald D. Moore and executive produced by Moore and David. I can't pronounce his last name as a reimagining of the 1978 okay. battles. That was off the top of off, my head. It's very yeah, good. It was Robert Moore. So anyway, so in the reimagined Battlestar Galactica, the Cylons were well some of them were actually humanoid they they but they weren't just humanoid they were like humans and they themselves didn't know that they were humans some of them fascinating or that no wait no they knew they were humans they didn't know they were cylons Anyway. In case you haven't caught up so far, we have rebranded as a pop culture podcast. <laughs> Sorry, no. we, for, we meant to we meant to. Uh, anyway, anyway, the point of this is that what we saw as science fiction has now become reality. Science non. Science fact. Science nonfiction. <laughs> so one of the things that we've seen over over the years, and I think that some people are excited about the progress while others are scared out of their mind, robots and the evolution of, of robots that actually have functional, um, you know, functional, functional use, I should say. So when you think about robots, you think about perhaps, you know, and if if I'm not taking a science uh, fiction approach, if I'm not thinking about R2D2, and you say, how, does, how do robots help an industry? I'm thinking of the mechanical robot arms that help assemble cars. Yeah. Right? You know, well, sorry, go ahead. What we're talking about is artificial intelligence in robots. Oh, big subject. Why is it a big subject? Because there's a lot to talk about. All right. So one of the things that I feel like you're off track with me today. <laughs> no. I feel like your artificial intelligence just is not working. <laughs> Hold on, I'm learning. I'm I'm learning through what we've previously said, and all right. Well, on track. once you're assimilated into the podcast, uh-huh. all right. So anyway, the Borg. You don't, you don't know. I don't. I don't know. Star Trek: know. The Next Generation. Well, what the I Borg. was gonna say, we, you start talking about robots, and I was gonna mention how you know when you think about robots, you think of R two D two and stuff, but you know Roombas. What about Roombas? Those are those Star are Wars robots. characters, if I've ever seen them. You know, you've got restaurants with those little waitress robots. Yeah, have you seen that? What is it? It's like an, an Asian restaurant, and they yeah. they bring you to your table with a robot. That's right. Right. So wait, so just getting back to where I was going with this, because we'll swing back around to what you were saying, but I think of robots in um, in business as the, the mechanical arms, right? But that's because I'm old. 
But right. now, when you think of robots being a different generation than me, what do you think? If you think of the, I'm going to sit you at this Asian restaurant and let you pick the noodles ro- yeah. robot. And, like, they want ro- robots to uh, staff certain hotels. That's a thing. What about the robots? Have you seen the robots in the malls? I haven't seen them lately, but that's probably because of COVID. But you know the yes, robots that... Would... I have seen the mall robots. Right. So robots are, are all of a sudden... Well, not maybe all of a sudden, but but they're now becoming part of everyday life. Right. And one of these these new innovations and inventions, inventions, innovations... One of those words is Digidog. Do you know about Digidog? Digidog. Digidog. Sounds, like a, sounds like a Pokemon. No, a Digimon. Or, or a Digimon. There you go. I didn't <laughs> think you'd know that. I know lots of things. Anyway, so. so Digidog. Digidog is a police robot that officers in New York City were using or testing out Um earlier this year and and here's the weird thing about it. have you seen the video yes with so, the, uh, it's not exactly a perfect dog like when you're thinking no. about this don't think of a dog like woof woof no, no it's no. a dog shaped thing it has it has four legs has let's four, give it that yeah it has four legs right. it's kind of scary as as all hell if you ask me <laughs> it's this yellow cylindrical body with four legs and a giant gun attached to the top. No, that you, no, you're no. wrong. That's oh, not maybe, how it maybe goes. the wrong one. Right. If if you ever saw that um, was it epics War of the Worlds that that reimagined War of the Worlds show. Yeah, that was terrible. But I, yeah, I, I couldn't saw get it. into that. That was bad. It was kind of like those robots. It, it it's I think it was like those robots. I could be making this all up. No, no, it was <laughs> like those robots. So the, this this. Robot dog, let's call it a dog because I don't know what else you would call it. The four-legged robot mm-hmm. um, has been used by the Honolulu Police Department, Massachusetts State Police, and it's built by Boston Dynamics. And, and it's nicknamed Spot. Now, it's, it, it's not cute. It doesn't reminisce. Doesn't, I don't think about you know the fire house dog, the Dalmatian. If I throw a ball, will it run the other direction? I think he'd shoot you. So <laughs> here's the deal with this dog. They put this dog in parks to try to encourage um, social distancing. And, and when I say encourage social distancing, I mean... Enforce social distancing. I mean scare the crap out of you. Okay? <laughs> so this, this robot, which is large, it, it's not small. It's, 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 let's go with German Shepherd, large German Shepherd. And it is scary. It, it, it's legs like they they up and down legs and it's like oh my god and then when you when you're you're too close to to one another right this thing starts creeping over to you <laughs> and you have no idea what is going to happen next and there's a video that was on CNBC where spot or digi dog starts to walk over to people that are running right some of these runners, this is the best time that they've ever run in their lives, right? If they were like training for a marathon, boom, they'd be done in a marathon in an hour. They took off <laughs> like bats out of hell because all of a sudden you see this thing out of nowhere and it's like, what? Yeah. And, and then in the video, so you see these people start to walk away from this crazy dog. But that's what's going on. So you've got these these digi dogs, these dogs that they're going to be using to patrol. You've got robots sitting you down at restaurants. And it's all fascinating and science fiction-y, right? 
But, yeah. but you know what nobody talks about? Well, they do talk about it, but not as much as I'd like to talk about it. What? The legality of of these. That's a good question. Artificial intelligent yeah. creations, you know? Mm-hmm. So some of the things that come to mind when you think about it is um, what happens? Let, let's talk about, you know, safety. What happens or liability? What happens if, if this robot dog, Spot, right. just loses his mind, <laughs> loses his artificial mind? He's in the park. There are people that are too close together. He gets and he, rabies? And I don't think they can get rabies. You never know. Well, you don't know. It's a virus, a computer virus. Well, that's another issue, hacking. But let's before we get to the (laughs) hacking, right? So liability. Who is liable if one of your artificial intelligent robot dogs, um, let's say, let's say, because we know realistically that the dog does not have a a side-mounted cannon or laser attached to it, right? Well, at least... We are pretty sure. We're pretty sure. We're not We're not positive, but, you know. Okay. But what he can do is give somebody a heart attack. So there's this, this video of this um, Asian lady sitting on a bench, and when she sees the dog coming towards her, she gets up and starts to move at a quite rapid pace. Now, what would happen if you have an older gentleman or just somebody whose heart doesn't like them, Right. And they see this thing in the park and it's coming towards them and they don't let they're like, what the hell is this? Where's this coming from? And and all of a sudden they get scared and they have a heart attack and, and die. Well, Who's, I doubt that the robo dog would spend time in jail. Probably not. I bet you he wouldn't even care. Well, now the question is, who would be in trouble? The dog? Well, I mean, the only way that the dog could get in trouble is being decommissioned. But I don't think it would really have like, you know, any care about that or the programmer. Or the, the people who sent it out, like... Or the manufacturer, or the police department. Right. Right? So there's all of these these factors that are, are yet to be really uh, tested. Because Absolutely. right now, we're seeing the, the testing of these machines, but we're not testing liability because it had nothing's happened yet. And that's how it always happens with new technology. It started that way when, when the internet first started and people were downloading songs illegally, pirating songs. Nobody knew what to do. It took years for the music industry and, and, and you know the lawmakers to come up with a way to distinguish what you're downloading and what the rights are and ownership. And, you know, it, it, it was, what, like 2010, they had launched all these massive lawsuits against people that were downloading. But for right. years, people had pirated. So, in other words, the law needs time to catch up to technology. And so the technology is out first. But, you know, is anybody looking at the impact that it could have? And and I think that, yeah, it's it's on people's radar. But right now, because we're seemingly far away from mm-hmm. having these these artificial intelligence um, creations involved in our daily lives. Nobody's talking about it. Here's another one. Privacy concerns. Uh, that's a good good point. Well, we know that uh, search engines and apps, they, they track our personal data, right? right. That's, that's how if I say in my office, I need a new, um, I don't know, um, sh- paper shredder, all of a sudden... <laughs> Give it an hour. 
Give it an in hour. An hour get the best I get deals. It, I get it on on Facebook. I get it on Instagram. People are are talk everywhere I go. All I hear is paper shredder. Right. I get a phone call. A paper shredder. It, it's just <laughs> they, they know they're listening. They have Amazon employees in the walls and they're whispering it. They're very very wait, tiny. Wait 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 wait. wait, wait. Shh, shh, shh. I hear something. No, that thing you don't hear paper shredder. Oh but, my gosh! But do you know how many times I've said something and either Siri on my watch has been yeah, like, "Yeah, no, absolutely, I can't help it's you a, right yeah. now." But I'm like, I didn't ask you, Siri, yeah. or or the other one. I can't say her name because she'll, you know, Alex what? A. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. It'll be like I'll say something and then then all of a sudden out of nowhere she'll be like, "Order a uh, hundred pairs of men's socks," and it's like, "No, I don't. What? What are you? Where are you coming from?" So privacy. Privacy. We know that there's concerns with, um, you know, our, our, our digital assistance. But right. what are the privacy concerns that we're looking at when you're using artificial intelligence? Because artificial intelligence is, in, in concept, a technology that learns in order to become smarter. It's going to have to know things about you. Right. It's going to be able to collect data. It's going to be able to identify people. It's going to be able... So the privacy concerns with respect to um, this artificial intelligence, I think, are another issue that we have to be looking at. You know, and then, you know, again, the accountability and, and liability concerning who is ultimately responsible if, you know, DigiDog makes a mistake and, and breaks down a door... Or even if, if we're not going that far right? as artificial intelligence, what about the whole uh, drone fleet that Amazon is trying to develop so that they can deliver your packages via drone? Well, I think that uh, that could be helpful. I mean, imagine DoorDash. Imagine you order Wendy's and five seconds is all it takes. There it is floating through the sky on a drone. Right. That would right. be super that's, helpful. That's super helpful unless they spill it, right? Unless someone orders knives and then they like knock it out of the air and then suddenly it's raining knives down. That would be bad. And, you know, the fear is that all it would take is one Amazon employee to uh, talk into his walkie-talkie and say, execute order 66. And then we're all doomed. <laughs> I tied that in, didn't I? That's nice. That was nice. Yeah. The other thing is um, we're making these robots much faster than the law can keep up with. You know what I mean? Like... There's all these innovations and all these new products, but there's going to be a point where we're like too advanced. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we're not constantly evolving the law in relation to these, and it's it's you know. too slow. The the, the law the, the process of um, uh, updating laws to to you know um, meet the modern day demands. I mean, there's right. ridiculous laws on the books out there. That, that don't even make sense anymore, that are still technically on the books, even though they're never enforced. Right. You know, ridiculous things like, like you know, don't hang your, your boots by the clothesline on Sundays from two to three. Like, ridiculous don't things. do after midnight. No, no know, that's... All kinds that's, of stuff. I, I think that's different. There's a different law. Yeah, mostly the same. But, yeah. you know, I th I, I, a lot of people fear that at some point in time, we're going to create something too advanced uh, that they can't stop us from making. Because it's, you know, being made too fast. And now that's a very scary premise for a sci-fi movie. But, you know, lots of people are afraid that's going to be real life, you know? Is there going to be a Terminator all of a sudden? Well, that's, yes, that's an interesting concept. Because when you think about drones, and the reason I was talking about the Amazon drones... Oh, I hope they didn't hear me. Oh, no. 
I hope I don't get drones put in my shopping. <laughs> anyway, um, the reason I was talking about it is because in theory, drones are and can be used for surveillance. And so if you have a delivery drone, it has to be able to do or perform some mapping and or surveillance tasks in order to see what's in front of it, below right. it, above it, beneath it. And so these dogs, these dogs, mm-hmm. aren't they essentially walking surveillance drones? Absolutely. You know, Amazon's not going to know just what you say. Now they're going to know what stores you're going into, you know? The robot dog might be letting crime happen behind it as it scans the street and says, ah, Marcus J is going into Best Buy, you know? I mean, I think there's a lot of, of potential legal issues. I know um, that, that you know, uh, the ACLU, the uh, American Civil Liberties Union, has had some concerns expressed about the control over uh, mm. police surveillance laws. And, and I, I would expect nothing less from them. Um, and, and I think that... Uh, having these these government watchdog groups, it, it can be helpful. You know, it, it can't. It really depends on what it is that they're focusing on. But right. this issue of artificial intelligence and what we're going to create, I mean, if you haven't seen the reimagined Battlestar Galactica and you like <laughs> science fiction, you really should watch it. That's a great show. Because that, that really feeds into what we're talking about. Because it does. It does. I'm going to tell you the premise. Are you? I'm going to... Well, I know that you know because we've talked about it before. But yeah, why are you telling me? You, the listener, right? If you if you haven't seen the show, well, that's your loss because I'm going to tell you anyway. But no, in all seriousness, the the premise behind the show is essentially that man created Cylons, which are are robot assistants. They were robots that helped people. They did the laundry. They carried boxes up Very the stairs. Very much like Roombas. Exactly like what we're dealing with right now. They made these Cylons, and they did all the things that the Amazon robots. Have you seen that robot that um, that picks up the boxes? Have yeah. you seen that video? Yeah, right. I've seen that. Exactly what the premise is. And then the robots, because they're artificial intelligence, they evolve, right? Because you create artificial intelligence, it keeps learning, and at what point does it stop learning, and now it takes over, similar to... Like your point, um, the Terminator. Right. Right? Again, you've got a Terminator that was designed for one thing, and it has artificial intelligence, and it evolves, and now it becomes something else. Mm-hmm. Becomes Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's so, what AI is becoming. I think, I think, you know, I think you're right that it's definitely a fear that Amazon drones are going to become Amazon drone strikes, but, you know, clever, right? Real clever. Had to take a moment to appreciate that. <laughs> I think the bigger issue is though security and privacy and just Liability. how much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and you know, just keeping with our theme, let's move away from the artificial intelligence for a second. Well, not really, but a little bit. Um, keeping with our theme of Star Wars, there was a recent article. Um, it was in the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. about R two D two and Wally. And how they're going to impact intellectual property laws with artificial intelligence. And there was actually um, copyright cases that, that dealt with C-3PO, R2-D2, mm-hmm. Wally, which are all, you know, they're, they're famous robots that they're protected, they're intellectual property of, well, now Disney. Um, and, and whether or not those 
concepts can be used in other robot creations or right. those off the market. And they're essentially off the market because things like R2-D2, which might be an amazing design. I mean, R2-D2, if you think about it, for what his purposes are, especially when you go back to the original um, or, or the prequels, where the, the rocket blasters come out from the side of his legs and then he flies up, right? Yeah. We didn't see that in the other movies, but... I mean, he's a pretty cool concept. Totally. Right? Like, you could see him being functional around the house. Oh, absolutely. He, so, he could be a real thing. He kind of looks like... Right. You know, he could be. Yeah. And I think that a lot of, of companies are going to look at this and say, wow, we should make something like this, right? Yeah. Because... You know, you could cash in on the design of RTD2. You could say, hey, look, have your own, you know, R3D3. I don't know. But, you know... You know what I'm saying. People could right. easily take inspiration from R2D2 right. and the creation and of their own. And home that's where I think a lot of these intellectual robots. Yeah, that's where a lot of these intellectual property lawsuits come from because I think you do like when you when I think of a robot, my initial reaction is to go to R2D2 or C3PO. Right. And and I think that a lot of people do. They take inspiration from, but then that inspiration becomes too similar to, and then they end up being sued because just because you're creating an artificial intelligence product right you can't infringe on somebody else's intellectual property rights i mean that's old school law um as opposed to you know some of this new territory that we're talking about now mm-hmm. so you know that's just interesting thoughts that all stem from from star wars um you know i'm waiting for for one day there to be a lightsaber because a real lightsaber right oh it's coming Instead of using my, uh, you know, my box cutter to open up uh, my Amazon packages that that <laughs> Alexa, oh, I said it, Alexa sends me, I'll use my lightsaber. That's Maybe they'll have idea. many lightsabers. Birthday parties, we'll cut the cake with a big lightsaber. Big lightsaber, you know? just don't get your hands in the way. Eh, be careful. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. But before we go, um, before we end this episode and talking about lightsabers, there, there's a, a very inspirational story. Yeah. Um, that I just wanted to talk about that that involved Star Wars. Um, I don't remember the the year. It was a while ago. It was uh, around 2003, I believe. So there was uh, a, a kid who was in high school at the time, I think, right? I believe so. So he... Yes, high school. All right, so he had a video of himself practicing with his lightsaber hilt, you know, and, mm. and pretending to be a, a Jedi or a Sith or whatnot and, and doing these Star Wars moves. And of course, what happens? Somebody at school gets a copy of the video. They circulate it, and they bully him. And it goes viral. Goes viral. Yeah, and the whole internet, you know, joins in on that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's it, you know, it's bad. It's bad. It's yeah. don't even get me started. We'll have to have an episode just based on on you know the internet and the um, the way that people are just so unbelievably cruel to other people on the internet. But. This story is is an inspirational story. So the kid got bullied. I mean, seriously bullied, right? Like he needed therapy and uh, his parents filed a lawsuit, right? So this right. is this was serious. This wasn't somebody that says, hey, your mom wears combat boots. This is a kid that, well, you know, when I was a kid, that was Did bullying. Did someone say that to you? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the story. All right. We're going to have to put a pause on this inspirational story for me All to right. share with you a personal moment of reflection. <laughs> So I was in eighth grade and this kid said something about my mother, but it was extremely inappropriate. Was it? It used four letter words. It was very offensive. And I, loving my mother, 
became agitated and went over to the kid and grabbed him by his collar and told him that if he said it again, that there'd be a problem. Okay. <laughs> kind of like, you know, when Liam Neeson says, I have a special set of skills. Kind of like that, right? Just like that. Just like Same that. voice? No. A little bit different. I was, it was probably a little high pitched. I was in eighth grade. So was, <laughs> I have a special set of skills. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I threatened this kid because he had said something about my mother. And he went in and he told the teacher on me. Oh. And the teacher made us sit down, miss recess for the next three days to talk about the four letter word that was used. It's, it starts with an F, right? Four letter word. And she broke down. I'll never forget this. It's, by the way, just. For you that don't know, funk. Right. She, no. She put, <laughs> she wrote, you, you got to just think about this. She wrote the word on the board. <laughs> F-U, et cetera. And then she explained what it meant. For unlawful <laughs> carnal knowledge. That's what she taught us in eighth grade when we were missing recess. And she was like, so what is, what's the big deal for unlawful carnal knowledge? I'm like, what the F, right? I'm like, what's going on here? This kid said something inappropriate about my mother. I'm defending my mother. And now you're giving me the breakdown of this word. And first of all, at that point, I was like, what is going on here? I didn't even know that word had a breakdown. Like, can you do that with everything? Like, like, like the word cat, you know? Candy ass tattoos. I mean, does, it, does everything have a breakdown? I don't know. But anyway, so in that 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 lesson, she called me out, and she's like, "You know, Peter, just because somebody says your mother wears combat boots doesn't give you the right to threaten them." Well, first of all, the kid didn't say anything about combat boots and my mother. The kid said something about the other word that I had just learned the meaning of and my mother. <laughs> Big difference. Going back to how I got off track here is that that was bullying, right? When when a kid says, oh, your mom wears combat boots. That was bullying when I was, or or somebody takes your lunch money, right? Right, right. Totally different. Bullying has evolved into a crazy, crazy thing. It's kind of like robbery. Could you sue someone for robbery if they took your lunch money? What are you talking about? You're Theft and battery. <laughs> They didn't they, batter me. They well, just they, took they, my lunch. They took your lunch Nobody money. took my lunch money, though. They took it forcefully. Nobody took your lunch money? They were too afraid of you? I just didn't have any lunch Did money. Did you threaten them? I oh. didn't have any lunch money. <laughs> so anyway, um, so getting back to it, nowadays bullying is is severe. And, yeah. and so, you know, like I didn't need to go get therapy for that, although the teacher probably could have ruined my <laughs> mind. But um, this kid that we're talking about, lightsaber kid, uh, he was really bullied, and it resulted in in severe, um, you know, problems for him. He needed therapy. Parents sued. Well, on a positive note, this kid, after going through that, turned his life forward and moved past it. Became a lawyer, and my understanding is that now this kid, as a lawyer, spends his time working and helping victims of bullying. So I think that's a really positive story, and. Hopefully, he's still a Star Wars fan, and hopefully, um, you know, he's he's sharing his love of Star Wars with other people, and I think that's a, a good inspirational, you know, point to end the show on. Absolutely. And then at another time, we'll talk about some of my other childhood memories and the other things that I learned while I was a, a member of a Catholic school. 
That sounds like an entertaining episode, doesn't it? <laughs> I think we all want to see that one. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work that up. But that's gonna do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the show anywhere that you uh, listen to your podcast. Make sure you tell your friends and family about the show. And until next time, may the fourth be with you. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And stay tuned for future episodes.